All right, everyone, we are back with Amazing Adventures with David and Nicole, plus the Brits. They're back for a second episode. Yay. You loved them here last time. Ian and Sahara, how are you guys doing? We're great, thank you. Yeah. Awesome. And today we are going to talk about the trip where David and Nicole met Ian and Sahara. And that was on the Royal Clipper Windward Caribbean Christmas Cruise in 2022 that sailed out of Barbados. That's right. All right, take it away. All right, so we'll we'll see how long we can stay with the format. Um, a little bit about the place um, and why we went. We're going to wrap those two into one. Um, I have become a very big soccer fan for an American. Um, I only qualify it because you two are here. If you weren't here, I'd say I'm a big soccer fan. But um, I and I'm a loyal I'm a loyal American. I love my American soccer team, regardless of the fact that they're non-competitive on the world circuit but um i follow them i watch all their tournaments and when it's not um nfl football season or college football season we have the party oh and nicole and i are always looking for something to uh you know watch out there give us an excuse to drink a beer and watch something on tv so last summer in 2022 in june there was a, a soccer tournament going on called nations league and cup nations cup and what it is, is every single nation in the United States region for the under FIFA, which is the World Cup, every single nation from the biggest, the USA, down to the smallest, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, gets to field a team, play 90 minutes on the pitch, and it, winners advance. And if you win the Nations Cup, you're on the way towards securing the possible berth in the World Cup. So I was watching every single match just for um, kicks. And we were watching a match one night, and the team was being called Dominica, and they were dressed in green and yellow. Now, we had just come back from the Dominican Republic, and I thought, oh, well, that's cute that the nickname for the Dominican Republic uh, soccer team is Dominica. But then it realized that the Dominican Republic's colors are red, white, and blue, just like ours. I think they even have the, um, the British flag as part of their flag. Um, and so I got confused, and I said to Nicole, well is there an island called Dominica? So she does a little research. She goes, actually, yes, there's this little island in the southern Windward Islands, and it was discovered by Columbus on a Sunday, hence Dominica. And um, I said, oh, well, that's cool. How do you get there? So Nicole says, huh, good question. Well, there's no major airport. There's some ports and boats. And, then, and she stumbled on this cruise line called the Star Clipper. Um, and the Star Clipper at the time was three boats. Now we understand it's down to two. Yeah. Um, and they are fully masted sailboats. The Royal Clipper, the largest of the fleet, is in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the largest fully masted sail, uh, sailing vessel. vessel in the world. They even have the certificate on the boat. Um, ship, actually. Ship. Yeah. My dad's, a, my dad's a sailor, so when I called it a boat, he told me, oh, because if it's got masts, it's a ship. It's a ship. Well, I'm looking at the picture of our cover book, and there are definitely five masts, and yeah. this was gorgeous. We called it our, um, we called it our pirate ship Christmas uh, boat ship. And uh, reminds me of one of the lines early on in Pirates last night. It's a lovely boat ship. Uh, <laughs> But um, so sure enough, I went from, is there an island called Dominica to how do you get there to, hey, we're going on a cruise for Christmas. And so and they, I, I just did the search for how do you get there? And this cruise pops up and I was like, oh, God, if 
feces this. <laughs> <laughs> and for those anyway. of you that have listened to previous episodes, this is how all of their adventures yeah. start. <laughs> yeah, he sees this, we're going to have to go. And it was actually much more reasonable than I would have expected because it's only like uh, just over 200 people, uh, passengers. The, ma- the max capacity on the Royal Clipper, Clip- Royal Clipper is 227 passengers. Now that's max. And the max crew is 105 people. Um, we looked ahead. Nicole had a whole entire week off for Christmas. That's our thing. And um, they were sailing out of Barbados on Saturday, the 24th, Christmas Eve, returning to the port of Barbados on uh, the 31st, New Year's Eve. And Nicole said, I really, she's never been on a cruise in her life. Uh, multiple reasons, one of which is her seasickness, which we've cured with patches. Um, and we had one planned during the pandemic, but that got canceled. But she said, oh, that seemed like that seems a little bit more like me. It's unique. It's interesting. There's some exploration. And she did a little more research and found out that we stop at a different island every day. Basically on the boat overnight. Yeah. You sleep on the boat. You eat on the boat. Mm -hmm. And she said, I like this idea. And she, you know, gave me the prices. And I glanced over at, you know, Carnival and Royal Caribbean. And I said, just for a little bit more money and really, really a little bit more money, you're getting something so much more unique and interesting. Uh, and so we said, all right, let's do it. Now, uh, as most folks know, we're very loyal to Southwest Airlines. Southwest Airlines does not fly to Barbados. I'm going to say yet and keep leaning on their social media. Um, American Airlines flies into Barbados. And American Airlines, not our preferred carrier. But the other thing is when Nicole and I take trips... We like to bookend them on both ends so that we don't start the trip off exhausted and end the trip exhausted and come home worse for wear. So our plan was that we came up with was that we were going to fly southwest into Miami, stay one night in a hotel in Miami. Then the next morning we would get up and we'd fly Miami to Barbados, land in Barbados on the 23rd, stay a night at a hotel in Barbados on the 23rd, and then go to the port on the 24th and get on the ship. And so that's what we did. Uh, And it was... It was great, typical, normal. Uh, we got to Miami, spent the night, got to Barbados, um, did a little... We got to Barbados on a Friday night. Uh-huh. On a Friday. So uh, one of the things that's big there is uh, in Oystens, one of the areas, they have something called fish fry. Um, and a Caribbean fish fry is not like a Texas fish, fish fry. It's just a whole bunch of... Um, vendors of different kinds of food not necessarily just seafood and music and dancing and it's just a giant party fish fry means party in the caribbean yeah so we got although there is plenty of fish and lobster and shrimp and there was plenty of that yes but we got to go and experience it and it's in and of itself is an experience and it was a lot of fun um you know to get a hard-broiled caribbean crock lobster and then cooked on the grill cooked on the grill and i swear swear a lot of um the locals hang out Mm -hmm. um, at oysters um because it's really reasonable um so they go there on a friday night and it's party night and obviously it's become a bit of a tourist thing you've got to watch spider-man dancing something (laughs) something else spider-man dances on the stage Should, should we say how we ended up on the ship yeah we can sure yeah we're there what reasons we well we, I'd seen the Royal Clipper probably two or three years previous. And I said to Ian, if we ever get married, 
I that's something I'd love to do because I'm from the sea. I'm half. I am a mermaid. Um, <laughs> so I said I'd want to. I'd want to do that for our honeymoon. So I didn't think any more of it. And then Ian proposed to me, and we got married. We got married in the UK, and decided to postpone our honeymoon and get on this ship Christmas Eve, which is what we did. Uh, we got on the ship and um, we did three, three days in Barbados. In the Bourgogne Hotel. Prior, yeah, prior the Bourgogne Hotel, which is in the south coast, which is amazing. It's not far from the St Lawrence Gap. It's and it's near Oyst- near Oystens. So um, we basically um, got on the ship, and as I was unpacking, the phone went because when I booked, I had found out that we could have. Um, a blessing on the ship um, by the captain. So I said, oh, that would be a really cool thing to do. Yeah. And you get a certificate and stuff. So the phone went in our cabin with a message. Uh, Could you come up to the library straight away? We need to speak to you about something. And I think, oh my God, what have I done? You haven't been on the ship. I haven't on the ship that long. <laughs> what have I done? So we, we, we got summoned and we were told that they would be more than happy to do the blessing on Christmas Day. That's cool. On the bridge. So I was blown away by this um unfortunately um we we went back to our cabin and we bumped into another welsh girl um who linked on to us because of my welsh accent and uh, she ended up at our wedding which just that's another story so you threw you threw up quotations when you said welsh girl was she not actually welsh she was but she wasn't a very nice welsh girl (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) But I think the guys can tell you a bit more about that later on. Yeah. That's for another channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we had the blessing on Christmas Day and they, could, they couldn't have done more for us. You know, the, the captain was uh, a complete gentleman and, and it was a real special uh, evening just as the, the sun was going down. Um, they, they were all in, in their whites. Um, yeah. And the, the service, it didn't last long, but it was really, really special to have mm. that blessing. They made, they made us cake. cake and... Uh, um, you know, it's nice that little bit of yeah chivalry that they brought to the day, really. And it's then, pretty unique. It's a, it's a story that not a lot of people get to yeah get to say. And then obviously that capped off the fact that that evening, um, Christmas Eve evening, we got sat with these guys. Christmas night. Christmas night. Christmas yeah. Night. Yeah. yeah, Christmas night. Christmas night. Right. Yeah, they would just you'd show up and they. They would choose where to seat you, and we have. This is like at the captain's dinner yeah, type it's, thing. It's a very nice. Well, no, it was the whole dinner. Now remember, there's only two hundred. So oh, our, that's right. It's not like a traditional our cruise, cruise itself. Yeah. Right, our cruise itself. There were only two hundred passengers. Max capacity two twenty seven. We had two hundred. So you would show up at dinner, and they'd say how many, and they'd look around the room and say, "Well, where are there seats available?" And people, you know, they would try to help. You know, they would they, try they to make folks. sure you spoke the same language. Yes. Yeah, that did help. They would encourage people to mix, wouldn't they? Right. right. Yeah. We we actually did experience some of that too on the cruise that we went on earlier this year. So I get it. So they'll just kind of merge you and say, "Hey." Make friends. And they try to yeah. pick up on personalities and put personalities they think will link up together. Yeah. So they saw David and they saw Sahara and they're like, well, this is the same person. <laughs> it's the same person. <laughs> yeah. I think they did. Well, yeah. look, you know what's funny is I, I'm reminded of this. So one of the things that I... I we're going to jump all around on this story because one of the things that I really enjoyed about this cruise, okay, is that it was probably 75 to 80%... I'll say Europeans, there may have been some South Americans or Africans really, but there were very, very few Americans. 
which suited me and Nicole just fine. Um, but what was funny was I just was looking at the book and I recall that when we flew from Miami to Barbados, it was 23rd. So it was the day before it was Christmas Eve, Eve, and we wore our Christmas hats and mine blinks and flashes. And we were on the plane and we kept them on the whole time. We got to Barbados that night. We went to Oysens. The next day we did a rum tour before getting on the boat. And we, when we were getting on the boat, Which we highly recommend the Mount Gay rum, Mount tour. Gay rum it tour. Really, really off good. the charts. Good. Such a good time. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Is it phenomenal, Nicole? Yeah. It's, Let's see. Tina was a phenomenal tour guide. <laughs> oh, so wait. Not just the catchphrase, it's also in the book. It's in the book. <laughs> and Tina was. But, phenomenal. Um, does it say phenomenal? <laughs> but when we, uh, right that only applies to food. <laughs> but when we got on the, so when we were boarding, we were wearing our hats again. And there were folks from other countries who had apparently been in Miami and been on the plane from Miami to Barbados because there were, there were a few more than a few people said, uh, oh, we saw you in the airport or on the plane. We were hoping you'd be on our boat. We're like, oh, we just set the bar really high and it's the first day. Yeah. You know, we have in you know, Christmas Eve on the Royal Clipper was just incredible and um you know, we uh we had such a good first night. And it's such a classy, classy boat. Ship. Ship. And uh, just tell me I'm not Nemo. I can't, I can't touch the boat. Uh, but uh, it, it was such a good time that first night. And, uh, you know, we couldn't wait. Um, we stayed up at the bar getting to know folks from all over the world. And we really got to know you that first night, we? Didn't we got to know the you the second night. First, second yeah, night, yeah we got to know you very well the second night. So well, first night, first day first we ended up going to St. Lucia. That was yes. the first stop. On Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. Yeah. Right. Our tour was terrible. I right. don't know what So they give you an there. option of excursions. And so you can choose from them. And so one of them was uh, And Jeep. this is a tip. When you get on the boat, you immediately go downstairs. Ships. The ship. When you get on the ship. When you get on the ship, you immediately go downstairs to book your tours. Right. Uh, because they will sell out. So you go and pick I wish your that first one would right have sold out. I know. Now is that, that is is the Royal Clipper not like a tradition, like a carnival or princess or something? Like? You not can't book excursions ahead of time? No. Nope. 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 Not until you Got get it. on the boat. They oh, open nice. a book on the day. Yeah. You get on the ship. The previous night. The so. ship, yeah. You get on the ship. You know, we'd save half the time of this... Uh, podcast if we would just call it a ship the whole time instead of of calling it a boat ship and uh but you get on and it was like and nicole you know you've heard about the planning right she already knew and she'd done the research and it was divide and conquer and she was like you take the passports go to the captain's table get us all checked in get this that and the other i'm gonna go downstairs i'm gonna sign up for excursion like she had us all signed up we definitely were one of the first ones i it was and it was worth it and then, of course, you know, the first excursion out of the boat... was terrible. ...ship was awful. Um, it was a supposed to be a Jeep ride. Some kind of safari vehicle. That you were supposed to take there. a loop around St. Lucia, see all the sights there are to see, and end at the prettiest beach. Yeah, we just went to the beach. <laughs> we, we, didn't do, we didn't do the Jeep yeah, thing. Yeah, because Christmas Day, we thought we'd just have it on the beach, right? Yeah, yeah it was... Yeah. And the guy, the guy was going on the tour so fast, and the thing was loud, so we couldn't hear anything that was being described. We couldn't 
like even take pictures. We were going by everything so fast. And you're in the, it's you're basically in the back of an extended long flatbed pickup truck with like a metal frame to hold on to that's not going to do you any good. Um, and we just flew through the island. I, I really don't recall much of what we saw on the island. And now, then, Ian, Ian and Sahari, y'all said y'all did the beach. Yes. Yeah. So Christmas on the beach, obviously being from the UK, that's a far cry different scene. Oh, yeah, scene. surreal. Uh, you know, we, yeah. Traditional Christmas day is uh, lunch with the family and uh, sitting there with 3,000 calories inside. <laughs> <laughs> and, and four jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> Sweaters. Yeah. Sweaters. Sweaters in English. There you go. Yeah. Like a jumper is a sweater. In American. Yeah. American. So, and, you know, one of the things that's really cool is, you, you know, you ask about differences between this and the big lines. There's a chalkboards all around the, the uh, ship for different reasons, like what the, what the foods are and whatnot. And so one of them was... You know, SPV Royal Clipper, where are we? Rodney Bay, St. Lucia, the date, 25 December 2022. Uh, last gangway tender, 1730, departure 18 o'clock. In other words, we, you had till 530 to get your tail back on the last tender because the boat the ship. is, the ship's, They're ship's went, lifting anchor and leaving at six o'clock, sailing to uh, Cabrit. Um, and they will so leave you the there. Really cool thing. Um, that we found the very first night was they do a whole ceremony of raising the sails every night. Oh, yeah. Oh, and cool. it's with... Um, that, that, so that's definitely something you don't get on traditional cruise. No, no. 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 It's, and, yeah. they, and they're playing the song from um, 1492. Forget the name of the song. But it's very it's pirate things. sounding. It's, it is pretty special. It was... It was a very moving experience, and they did it every single night, and it never got old. Yeah, it yeah. never got old. Yeah, because yeah, they, they uh, like the uh, rigging in, um, in in bulbs as well, so that makes it special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're out there actually pulling the ropes and yeah. Um, I mean, it's bringing the it's sails up. Absolutely up to top notch modern standards, but the ethos of the guy who owns it, they sail under sail whenever they can. Yeah. So they don't use the engines at all unless right. they have to. They so literally it, let the wind take it's them. It's pretty mm-hmm. special. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. But seasickness is pretty special I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> for being a smaller ship like that, you know, it's it's got to be... It's not stable. Yeah, it's got to be unstable. Yeah. It was pretty rocky. Yeah. Um, which I had my patch on, so I was good. Ian, I think, suffered a couple of... That first, the first night <laughs> was... Because uh, I think that was the biggest... Uh, Say or the roughest sailing across the right, the, the first Atlantic. and the last, yeah. yeah, yeah, the first day and, and the last day. And that's when we had the biggest swell, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we had the rock on the cabin, and I think yeah. a lot of people were struggling that first night. I mean, After I'm, that, I'm we better. better. Are we sure that wasn't the alcohol? Uh, no, because that would have cured it. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was our wedding night. There's a rock on the cabin there. <laughs> I don't know. There are those pictures from Christmas night. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so when the ship came a rock in, don't, don't bother knocking. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny about that is <laughs> Nicole likes to give tips, and I agree with them too. And this is one of the crazy practical tips, right? Pay attention to how you sleep as a couple. <laughs> um, they are, they were, they were, it was, were not even queen size bed width mm-hmm. and they're two thin, it's two twin size, twin size beds together. next and to each other. they weren't even twin size. Yeah. They were small. It was small. Nicole and I sleep on our side, um, spooning, 
one direction until it gets too hot. Then I'll roll over and then she'll turn around and roll over and spoon me. And we'll go back and forth all night long like that. It's um, like a hot dog roller. Yeah, like a hot dog roller. <laughs> but, but, but that doesn't go 360. It goes like 270 stops and goes back 270. But um, that first night, Nicole kept rolling all over the bed, practically all over the room. And we came to realize my, that... My hip's not... Why, like, well, but, but no human. You can't sleep on your side because that boat is sailing and rocking at night. And so when you watch movies, you know, whether it's Pirates of the Caribbean or something go back to the Cane Mutiny or whatever, and you see these guys in their, you know, hammock bunks at night, and they're all laying flat on their backs, that's the only way. So it took us a couple nights to realize, all right, we're just going to have to sleep on our backs. So I wasn't sleeping well. But if we got on our sides, then it was just banging into each other all night long. Oh, you you should have seen me trying to climb over Ian to get out the bathroom. That was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, it is. There's only one way out the bed as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is a little tiny. Um, So we. uh, So it was Christmas night. Was the first night after the first port of Saint Lucia, and that's where we met Ian and Sahara. We had a really good night. Yeah, David told them at the uh, the bar that it was their their wedding, their honeymoon. So he got them to do a special song for just them to go out there and dance. So that was David's, their first impression of David is he said, Hey, you know, making them feel special. He wanted to make them feel special. What a guy. (laughs) So, uh, so day three of the cruise, uh, port two, Dominica got to get to Dominica and what was crazy is my two questions, right, were, is there an island called Dominica and how do you get there? But something I didn't know until we got there that Nicole held as a surprise for me was going back to the Pirates of the Caribbean. In uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3, you are introduced to the character who goes by the name Tia Dalma. And spoiler alert, at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean 3, you come to find out that she is Calypso, goddess of the sea. And some folks also refer to her as the Pirates of the Caribbean witch. Well, it turns out that they built a shack on a river, upriver in uh, Dominica, um, on the way to another bar that they used for the outdoor and indoor downstairs scenes in the movie. So it's the real friggin' thing. Now, that movie was filmed in 3, 4, 2003, 2004, or whatnot. Here we are in 2022. It's run down. I wouldn't set foot in there by any stretch, much less put million-dollar actors like Orlando Bloom and Johnny Depp in there. But we got to see it. And it's like as soon as we pulled up on it, I knew what I was seeing. And Nicole was so excited to surprise me with that. And we were in a rowboat going up And I I didn't tell him at all. And and it, it was completely a surprise when he saw it there on the river. Yeah, so she, she snapped no a picture of me going. being surprised by that. And then... After that, you go a little further up to it. There's a bar um, that Nicole had found that was part of the tour as well. Yeah, yeah well, we, we didn't do that tour. Mm. Nope. Yeah, no. y'all did a different tour in America. Yeah, we decided to go tubing up a river. That was hilarious. Apart from the fact there was hardly any water in the river, I've got the biggest derriere backside you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. So my bum kept scraping along the bottom, and I kept getting stuck. Um... And the, the tour guides were like, oh, no, she's stuck again. But I was making everybody laugh. And, and then I became a, like a character on the ship. <laughs> oh, that's the one who's getting stuck. <laughs> in. Yeah, wasn't the character I wanted to be. But, you know, 
you go with it, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the good thing about the uh, getting to the Lazy River was the, the scenery that we drove through was stunning, wasn't it? Yeah. And it, and it, but it was completely different to some of the other islands as well. Yeah. And very big foliage, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It was literally like but being in Jurassic Park. Everything was huge, you know. Well, the, all the yeah. all the shrubbery and everything was <coughs> very, huge. Very poor island, but very very lovely people. The people were gorgeous. Very yeah. much, yeah. really and, gorgeous. I think, I think they'll spoil it. I think they were trying to build an international airport. I don't think they should. I don't think they need <laughs> it. I think they were trying very much for um, ecotourism. Yeah. Um, but they were also trying to build an airport, which I just don't think they needed. I don't know how that'll that'll pan out. Yeah. That's not that far. Just trying to think of more ways to probably get tourists there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> well, the tourism dollar is, is huge, and the islands in the Caribbean mm -hmm. that have it, you can see the difference with it. So you can understand that from their perspective, whereas with us, um, another little foreshadowing point, but when we were in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, oh, I guess it's not foreshadowing, but we walked up um, a road to a, a hidden waterfall, and the four of us loved that waterfall in, in the Grenadines, you know. And we would love that waterfall to be as it is. We would love for our grandkids to see it like that in 50 years. But if St. Vincent and the Grenadines expand their airport and open up to more tourism, and then what's going to happen to that? You know, we're, we're a little spoiled to be able to say that we like what we've got and we want it to stay this way, whereas, you know, it could be worse. Yeah, it was beautiful seeing that waterfall. We were the only... We, it was just the yeah. four of us there. It was the four of us there. Really, really nice. Yeah. Well, and to speak to what you were saying about the tourism dollar goes a long way. It's like, you, you know, them building an airport there might even be something that they expand the island. Because you look at places like Belize, yeah. where Belize is basically building another island outside of the island for cruise ships to port at. So right. that they can get more tourists in there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's crazy the way that... Yeah. Yeah. But it does rob you of some of the authenticity, which is it awesome. Does. Right. I mean, in St. Vincent, when we were going across to the waterfall, they were actively building the bamboo bridge as we were walking across <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That was a leap of fun. Yeah. That was, our, yeah. Our, our guy was in front of us and he, hold on, let them finish. <laughs> they would tie up some fresh bamboo to the new places and get rid of the old ones. And then they'd scoot to one side of the bridge. Okay, come on, come on, come on. Watch yeah. out for big holes. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going, and you, you want me to walk across that, and they're... they're you're not finished building they're it. They're currently building it, and you, <laughs> and you want me to... Uh, no, I don't think so. I did. You I did, did it. I did, did it. it. Yeah, did it. I did it. So the conclusion about Dominica is beautiful. Yeah. So the nice thing, and the nice thing about Dominica is we were able to see a lot in a short amount of time. We were able to get back to the boat with lots of extra time. Nicole and I threw on our swimsuits and went up to the top deck, grabbed our books... Which, so interestingly enough, at the time, Nicole was reading a pretty heavy-duty novel, yourself, mm -hmm. and I was reading um, my first LBJ biography, which was a 950-page novel. So I'm, well, you know, light I'm, reading. I'm reading yeah. a three-inch book. I think I was book. reading a Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, you were reading something of yeah. substance, as opposed to us both sitting there reading John Grisham's, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and slowly over the course of the week, different folks from other countries would say, you know you're not what I expected out of Americans. And we're like, we'll take that as a compliment right now. <laughs> Things are a little touch and go over there. But um, so what's funny is, uh, Nicole, ever the shy one, right? So now this is our third night on the boat ship. And they were having a fashion show. And they tabbed a couple of the uh, guests to participate in the fashion show. And they grabbed Nicole quick on. And said, what we want you to do is go down to the shop 
and find we're going to try a couple of outfits on you and find one you like and we'd like you to participate in the fashion show and ever the wallflower nicole ate it up and uh so there we are now it's our third night on the ship second night of knowing people you know the first night was mostly everybody just showed up you went to dinner and had a few drinks and but now we're starting to get to know each other and nicole uh was the highlight of the fashion show for many and that, I think, was the first night that we stayed up closing the bar down. We got to know the bartender, mm-hmm. who was a... Um, yeah, he was asking us when we were going to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to... <laughs> yeah. He, he's like, yeah. I'm ready to go to bed, guys. You don't know us. Ian and David, huh? let's get another beer. Well, and it wasn't just Ian and David that night. There was there was a bevy of people that were like thinking this is going to be... A, and it was not every night, but we were... That was a very Most hard nights. night. We stayed up night. late that night uh, singing European pop brew house hall songs and pop songs and I think that was the first I think that was the first time we heard the Welsh national anthem and Ian and I sang a bit of uh, Elvis. It, was that the night I did uh, Suspicious Minds? I think it was, but it might have been the next one. Not a hundred percent. But then the next day, so we the next day we wake up again and before the excursion. Um, they had a special opportunity for willing guests, which was to climb the mast to the crow's nest on the tallest mast. And me and my fear of heights said, nope, I'm going to stay right down here. But Nicole, never to be Monkey girl. afraid of a climb, was one of the few, there were about six or eight folks who were like, oh, they climbed the, and you climbed the mast just like the old time sailor men. Mm-hmm. And she climbed to the mast, went to the crow's nest, got some great pictures, fully exhilarated. And then it was hurry back downstairs to get on the tender to go see Antigua. And what they had for us, set up for us, Antigua, was a barbecue on the beach. You could actually sign up to get massages. Um, and then the attics, and there was a full, huge spread of food. It was just... Yeah, so everybody on the boat... The whole boat. ...pretty much started out at the barbecue yeah. before going off to excursion. So we had a lot of time just hanging out. And, um, you know, Sahara and I were out in the water because that's where we're going to be. Yeah. If there's water, we're going to be in the water. 